Welcome to the Forsyth Mags podcast, a show that celebrates all that is good and happening in Winston-Salem and Forsyth County. I'm your host, Brooke Eagle. Let's dive in. guys, it's Brooke, and we are here for another episode of the Forsyth Mags podcast. Um, and today, I have CJ Johnson and Joe Weil with the Winston-Salem Dash. Hey, guys. Good to hey, be here. Good to be here. Thanks How, for having us. Yeah, glad y'all are here. Um, so I was just thinking that I cannot believe the Dash just finished up its 10th season. That's right. We still call it the new downtown yeah. ballpark, but uh, it's not that new. We're, we're, we're 10 years in, and... Uh, and luckily, great facility, and we're able to maintain it, so folks still refer to it as the new downtown ballpark. Which is a good thing, that people <laughs> still think of it as new. It's it's so, it always blows my mind how upscale it is for for a Winston-Salem ballpark. I love it. So kind of what, tell us a little bit about what you guys each do for the Dash, um, and a little bit about what you've learned in the last 10 seasons. So I'm the uh, I'm the broadcast media relations manager. So I wear a lot of different hats with the team, but uh, one of my main uh, duties is being the play-by-play broadcaster for all 140 games, which is such a great uh, thrill for me as somebody that grew up a, a huge baseball fan and uh, soon realized over time that playing would never be my route to stay in the <laughs> game. So uh, I decided to go the broadcaster way and and just to be able to converse on a day-to-day basis when the season's going on with with guys that are trying to reach their big league dream and and play for the Chicago White Sox it's it's an absolute thrill and what makes it so great is just getting to know the stories of the guys that you're ultimately telling stories on the air and and to to the listeners for the people that tune into games and uh, that's just such a, a thrill to for me to get to know these people because their stories are so incredible yeah. uh, to get to our level of minor league baseball you have to be unbelievably good at baseball and to sure. think that there's still three more levels you have to go to to get to the big leagues is pretty remarkable so that's my main my main responsibility but along with that I'm, I'm the social media manager so any anything you see on instagram twitter facebook that's usually great um, job by the thank way. you i appreciate it <laughs> It's a full-time job it's, in itself. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> no, I should try to try to keep it entertaining, especially during the season. But uh, that's that's another part of my job. I'm also the public relations manager as well. So uh, for people that reach out and want to do interviews with our, with our players or anything media-related, they'll go through me. And then I also help out a little bit on the marketing side too, okay. setting up agreements around town. And before we started recording, you mentioned that there's a uh, Winston-Salem Dash podcast. Yes, it's called the Dash of Everything podcast. So a little Love play it. on words. But we what we do is we talk to our guys and we really get to know their story and and it's great that you're having us on because I think the podcast forum is is so great especially for athletes and just going back to the point of that you know the point that these guys have such incredible stories because they're incredible human beings to even get to that point and the way that's the way I see it when when I we get these guys in every year is that for them to be at this level to be at that current moment in Winston-Salem North Carolina of all places there's something amazing behind that. And, and what we found in the podcast is that there really is incredible stories. And mm-hmm. you do research for it, but in that research, you then find out even more incredible things about these guys. So that that, that podcast has been so much fun. And um, I know the players like it, too, because it's kind of a free, relaxed forum where they yeah. can just kind of be themselves. So uh, I love so that. I can't speak as well as they do on my podcast yeah. on this one, but I'm trying. <laughs> 
You know, as I think everybody can probably tell, Joe's very passionate about his job, which is, is awesome and, and great for his role where he's portraying that passion, whether it's through social media or through the, the game day broadcast, he's painting that picture for our fans. And so he does does an awesome job. In um, my role as the team president, a lot of times there's a misconception at the minor league levels of, you know, very different than uh, a major league team president or an NBA team president where they're heavily involved on the player side. I really have no interaction on the player side as far as player movement. Uh, so the easiest way I always explain to folks is when they come to a dash game, everything inside the white lines, I have no control over. Uh, <laughs> the foul lines, everything outside the white lines, you can uh, either give me credit for or blame me for uh, as things go that night. So it's really managing the facility. Uh, it's managing the game day experience uh, for our partners, for our fans, uh, and ultimately for the players that experience that they're able to have at the ballpark on those nights. So everything outside those white lines is, is what we control. We've got an awesome staff, about 25 full-time staff members. Wow. And so people always say, you know, what, what do you do in the offseason? And, and really, it, it, even before the season ends, we're already focused on, you know, we, we started focusing on 2020 probably in July. Uh, you know, yeah. it doesn't happen by accident, those 70 games. Those, you know, we really look at it as 70 parties. And for anybody that's ever planned a 5K race or a community event, you know, all the undertaking that it goes to pull off that one event, we do that 70 times for our games. And That's so impressive. We always, we try to have the mindset, because we know it's true, that even though it might be game 68 for us, there are fans there that night that it's game number one for them that season. Yep, so or ever. For, yeah. Or ever. Yeah. And, uh, and so we want to make sure that from ushers, ticket takers, parking attendants, PA announcer, Dash Pack, our promotional crew, Joe on the radio, Everybody that's interacting with fans, that game 68 is the same as excitement as opening day. Yeah, so that's important. That's a big part of my role is just making sure that, that we are prepared for every season, that we execute at a really high level from a facility standpoint. And then we have over 250 non-game day events. So it's managing all those events as well beyond our Dash baseball season. And you have the pleasure of making the uh, weather calls, right? <laughs> um, key word there is pleasure. Um, yeah, so until uh, until they throw the first pitch, uh, that, that's, that does fall on our organization and, and ultimately on, on me leading up to the game with a lot of folks weighing in on that, uh, certainly groundskeeper uh, and director of operations playing a, a big part in that as well. And so... We, uh, we're fortunate with our facility. We've got a, an awesome playing surface um, and then an awesome grounds crew and groundskeeper, so it allows us to, to pull off miracles. Yeah. Uh, so on average, with our 70 home games, we on average play about 68 out of 70. Wow. And so it's it's rare. Uh, you know, we can take a big afternoon thunderstorm, and, and we're ready to go an hour later. Um, and uh, But uh, I love it once that first pitch is thrown, the umpires are in control of weather decisions. Yeah. And so the pressure's I, off of you. I love when that first pitch happens. <laughs> Uh, and I could take that off my job responsibilities. That's funny. I love, I mean, I obviously love watching the baseball games, but I love watching them roll the tarp in and out. That is so entertaining to me. Yeah, it's a... It, I don't know if our staff feels the same way. <laughs> I'm sure they don't. In the minor league baseball world, uh, regardless of your role, the last bullet point in your job description of other duties as assigned is uh, is often maybe the should be the, high, the yeah. first bullet point of... It's yeah. It, it's one of the great parts about our job is we do a little bit of everything. So, so that so that role is all hands on deck. Like it is. Yeah. Uh, and so and that mean and you get to see it when you're there as a fan in game. But but on you know a normal North Carolina hot summer humid day, you know, that might have happened six times during the course of the day. Um, oh you know, my Every gosh. pop up storm. We're, 
you know, so it's a very unique part of our job that we might be sitting there doing your normal in-office task. Um, you know, we might have just you know, been on a sales meeting and, and dressed certain tie, and then it's we've got tarp in 20 minutes, and so oh we're, we're changing into sweatpants and a t-shirt and going down and pulling tarp and then back to normal office life and so it's a very unique part of our job necessary part of our job but uh sure yeah in game is where it's you know it's critical if we have to be very quick as well getting the tarp out there yeah but as from a fan perspective it is one of the you know the fun parts <laughs> of, of seeing that crew run out there and yeah pull the tarp. and tell us about the um new mascot the new dog that We've all seen playing fetch on the field this well, past season. Well, and it's funny. We Even in the off season, she still gets a lot of play on social yeah. media. Um, we recently just put something out where she's just going back and forth on the, like, the sprinklers or on the infield, and she's oh just running gosh. back and forth and enjoying it. But, uh, no, her name's Emmy Lou, uh, Black Lab, and she came aboard uh, when our new groundskeeper came aboard, Corey Church, who's a young guy that's unbelievably good at his job. And uh, the dog became a hit right away. Especially with the players. Like, the players, you know, they can act tough on the field, but they see a dog, and they just become very soft. And uh, they really loved it, as did, I think, everybody that, yeah. that saw the dog and really enjoyed it. And and uh, even for some of our uh, the days we did have rain, the dog became a point of, of, of fun. There was one rain delay that we had in, in a stretch of rain delays this year uh, in June where – the dog was was it was out on the field and the player was just like playing catch and they just kept they like they everybody that was there at that point for that game they were just they were just watching watching the dog, watching the dog <laughs> go back we had the camera on or on the video board and yeah. then we we put it uh, out on social media and i think it got something cr- like 40,000 views oh right my milb oh, was on top of it everybody everybody loved it so and that's what makes minor league baseball fun right like so to your point like people love like watching the games but i also think that the entertainment side is what makes it for great sure. and for um, sure. you know the dogs have been Around minor league baseball, there ha- there are some in certain spots, but I, I don't I don't I like what we have because a lot of times in minor league baseball you do see the dog pick up the bat with their their mouth, but we got a, we actually have a grounds crew dog like this dog kind of <laughs> does a little bit of everything. <laughs> there you go. So, she's on the clock. Yeah, she's on the clock exactly. I love it. <laughs> so um, I, it's it's a it's a great addition. Emmy Lou's awesome, and uh, and Corey's great too. So we got we got a tandem package that that really does a good job. Oh, that's great. So kind of switching gears, um, tell us about some of the events that you guys are putting on that are not baseball games. Sure. Well, that's probably been one of, uh, probably the, the, one of the most pleasant, biggest pleasant surprises about the ballpark. You know, certainly when it was built, it was built as a multi-use facility with the goal of having a lot of non-baseball events. And and so we really challenged ourselves of how do we take that to another level. And I think, like I said, it's been a pleasant surprise to all of us to the level that we've, we've taken it with over 250 non-dash baseball events. And Probably the most unique might be our proms. We host nine high school proms a year. I love that. Uh, so That's it's, so cool. They're coming in, uh, you know, at six, seven o'clock, and they have food on our concourse, and then they go up in our club level. If folks have been up on our club level, we clear out the buffet, we clear out the tables. It's all dance floor, uh, and then at the end of the night, there's fireworks shooting from the field. So it's oh really gosh. a memorable experience uh, for those for those prom and a lot of those the bigger high schools in the area that. You know, need a big venue, and, and we're able to be a big, safe venue for them to be able to have a really memorable night. And so the proms have taken off. We've had weddings at the ballpark, uh, rehearsal dinners, receptions, and, and some of the full wedding as well. 
Um, a lot of other baseball, high school baseball, collegiate baseball, um, 5K races. Last month we had a partnership with the police department. We had a trunk or treat event where they brought in police cars and they decorated them. Cool. And a lot of the police officers were, were, in, were in costumes and we had about 3,000 people come out. So wow. free community event and uh, it was just awesome to see so many folks from the community come in and be able to have great interaction with the police as well. And, and certainly that was one of the goals is for, you know, for the community to, be able to interact with the police in a really positive way and uh, so really fun event for us just to host for the community host host for the police department uh, we do movie nights a lot of those are also free uh, for okay. the community and so people come out and put blankets down in the field and watch a movie on the video usually a kids animated movie mm -hmm. um, and so I'd like to mix it up where folks that I mean there's people I've met in the community that have been to our ballpark six seven eight times and have never been for a dash game Oh, that's crazy. And, and while that frustrates me, is like, I'll come out and see, <laughs> see a dash game. It's also, it's awesome because that was the goal when we built the ballpark. And I think we've exceeded all of our wildest expectations of really being that community venue. Here over the next month, I mean, we'll have, I think we have 30 holiday parties booked here over the next six weeks up wow. in our club restaurant. And so it's, it's neat. It's neat that it's constantly getting activity, constantly getting people out to the ballpark that maybe haven't been there for baseball yet. Yeah. So if people are wanting to find out about events that you guys have, I guess I'm assuming it's on social media. Yeah, social media. We try to get it on community calendars too. And, okay. and, and yeah, I think social media is the best way to go. And also our website, ws-dash.com. You can, you can find a lot of what we're, what's going on there. The Brunch with Santa event that's coming up, which, we're, which is an opportunity we, we, along with the meal, you get to meet Santa Claus in our flow club. Uh, Santa's making a trip to Winston-Salem, for those who don't know, uh, <laughs> for sure. Um, but anyway, that's one of our December events, and, and that's and that's something you can find on the website. But I would always say go to that or, or go to our social media okay. accounts, and you can find all that stuff. And the 2020 season kicks off in April, April. is that right? Yeah, that's right. I'm yes, sure you Thursday, guys are already preparing. <laughs> we have a countdown on the wall of number of days. So oh my it, gosh. Uh, we start early pushing for that for that day. And the home opener, so we'll start on the road, and then the home opener is Thursday, April 16th. So April 16th, okay. A little bit later this year start a date, which is always great. Hopefully, you know, a little bit warmer. And a little yeah, bit, and, sure. And, and so that's fantastic. But 70 home dates. We have July 4th again. Uh, we're... We're the city's fireworks. annual fireworks show, so this will be the 11th straight year at our ballpark that we host July 4th. Wow, so that's awesome. It's always always a fun day. Over 9,000 people at the ballpark each each July. That day. is insane. Yeah. Oh, my God. Is, this, is that the most the most? That's people? always our biggest night. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's all. We bring in, actually, additional bleachers to be able to accommodate oh, wow. more fans. Because how many can the stadium hold? So we have 5,500 fixed seats. Okay. Uh, but luckily, with the concourse that goes the whole way around the ballpark and a lot of common areas, the, the lawn out in left field and the bar in left field and so it's able to hold a lot more than 5,000, uh, yeah. 5,500 but uh, on that day we max it out with bleachers and then there's another 2,000 plus outside of the ballpark that, that come in just to watch the fight you know that, that are up on the hillside to okay. watch the fireworks so okay. it's it's neat to think that just you know our footprint that that, that many folks are out there to celebrate yeah that's Day. impressive so the hill reminded me um what are the nights where you can bring your dog so every, How does that work? every Thursday night, uh, so combines extremely well with our Thirsty Thursdays where we do the $2 Oh, yeah, drafts. good combo, and so, dogs and beer. That's right. <laughs> so we we kind of looked at it, just how it's grown with the breweries of, you know, you go there and you see tons of folks with their dogs, and we said, all right, we were doing dogs on Sundays, 
and the beer discount on Thursdays. Let's let's combine them on Thursdays, and so it's it's been good awesome. marketing. I like yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and Handy and Handy was a great partner this past year, and they brought their dog out as well. So yeah, all about the dogs on, on Thursdays, and so I love it's, it. It's been a lot of fun. I think last year, like some of the Thursdays, we'd have like a hundred dogs out wow. in the lawn area. So. I can't count them in attendance. I, wish I was I gonna say that's probably <laughs> uh, tricky. But uh, but but they're there, and it's 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 great fun, and just adds to that 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 family environment that we try to create, and you know that uh, sure you know, that we're just a community fun venue. I have a uh, a six month old puppy, so I'm gonna have to bring him this season. He was, I guess I didn't I had him for part of the season, but he no he. He wasn't ready last year. Yeah, <laughs> He'll be ready this year. <laughs> I have a two-year-old lab, and I've, he, he is not ready yet. So, <laughs> so uh, it's, it, I feel bad that I, I haven't brought my own dog. But uh, I, it's probably a benefit to all the fans. Yeah. So if somebody has crazily never been to a Winston-Salem Dash game, what can they expect when they, when they walk in? A great day or night. <laughs> no, I, I, there's so many, it's, it's a great question because I think there's so many things that you can get with that. Yeah. Uh, for starters, you get a great baseball game in a great environment. Uh, we, we've all seen this, obviously been to the stadium. CJ and I obviously work with the Dash. So we, that's our day-to-day spot during the season. But the ballpark itself is amazing. Uh, and, and I can speak with a little bit of experience just in, in traveling the league with what I do with my job and and you really even with that and I think we all appreciate where we work but then you know we being at that place for 70 home games you get an even greater sense of appreciation just for the facility what it means to the community and all that stuff so uh, just a great environment with a great with a great event because baseball is the best game in the world my opinion <laughs> but um but on top of that you get a you know a great family f- friendly entertainment uh just a good time good good opportunity to go out with people too and really be involved in the community and, and go out to a community event because obviously the, the the most people that come to our games are people that lived in Winston Salem, sure, sure. but it, it's just a great community event to come out to and and sports to me is unique in that it's one of those things that you can for people that have so many differences it's the one thing that people can relate on if they, yeah if, it brings it them together brings them together and 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 it's just like a and even if, you don't have to even love baseball but it's like hey let's yeah. go to a baseball game because. What's more American than that? Yeah. And, you yeah. know, what's what can be better than that? So I, it has so many different meanings to so many different people. But in the end, it's just a great time to yeah. come out to a Dash game. I would totally yeah. agree with that. Love coming out to the Dash games. Yeah. And I would encourage folks to look at our promotional schedule. Usually we'll release that around February or March. Um, and, and we'll add to it as, as, as we get into the season. But we really look at it as 70 parties. You know, 70 opportunities to just host a big, fun party. And so... I encourage folks, if they're not a baseball fan, to look through that promotional list. And I challenge somebody to, to not find a promotion or two or ten that they say, gosh, that's interesting. I, I would you know, I would like to check that out if they haven't been before. Because that's yeah. really what we challenge our staff with to come up. You know, last year, So we, we host every year a Star Wars night where we have... Oh, I didn't know that. Traveling Star Wars characters. Um, so we have Darth Vader's there and Chewbacca's there and, and Stormtroopers are there. And so there's fans that come out that... I know don't care anything about Dash Baseball, and they come out and have an awesome time. They're getting their picture taken with Darth Vader. Yeah. Uh, you know, we do daddy-daughter date nights where they're able to come out, and we have Disney princesses out, and so they're able to get their photo taken with the Disney princesses, and then it's on a fireworks night, and they're able to get that photo op on the field, and they get a free picture frame. The pup stays that, that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. 
we do days where all it's the food is all for free. So hot dogs, wow, French fries, core dogs, all for free. So if it's you know you're just looking for everybody good, likes free food. Everybody does I mean. like free food. <laughs> so that's if you're just looking you know on a Monday night where can we go eat dinner as a family? For eight dollars you can come to a game. And it's all you can eat, hot dogs, french fries, and corn dogs. I mean, you could eat 42 hot dogs. I don't recommend that. <laughs> but uh, but it's, it's, it's We do all, not recommend that. No. But. And, 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 if, and if everybody did that, we'd really be in trouble. <laughs> but, but I really challenge you to look at that promotional schedule and find the, the, the promotion that you say, gosh, that, that would be fun. Like, it, my first time to check out a Dash game, it's going to be on that night. And then who doesn't like fireworks? And, yeah. and we do fireworks every Friday night and certainly on July 4th and so it's it, that's probably what I enjoy most about my job is when mm-hmm. on the July 4th of the world when I when I walk around and I, and I see 9,000 people there and all walks of life and from uh, all across our community and all there having fun and, yeah uh, something for everybody yeah and it's become such a staple in our community I mean it really it's been 10 years but even early on I would say the Winston Dash has been a huge huge part of Winston-Salem and it's really important so the last question I have or thought I want to hear is you know 10 years in what's the biggest thing that you guys think you've learned from how to improve um the dash yeah I'd say I'd say 10 years in it's just committing to to have that focus of that every day every game is is somebody's first game Mm -hmm. and I think you know and it's it's that constant learning curve of how can we make that game day experience great for the person that just came once, but great for the person that's maybe been 20 times a year for 10 straight, you know, so this is their 200th game. Yeah. And, and really challenging ourselves to keep it fresh, whether it be on the food and beverage side, the entertainment side, um, you know, on, on the baseball side, the experience that we're providing from the game day program and the video board. And so I think that's the biggest constant learning curve is, is how do we continue to, keep the classic stuff that people like there all the while you know wrinkling you know putting in new wrinkles and things that people come out like ah that's that's new or that's different yeah. and so i think that's the biggest thing after 10 years is is continuing to find ways to to keep it fresh um, but still execute the things that, that i feel like we we've we've done well and so yeah. that's been the biggest thing and then what's cool 10 years in is to see how our community has changed with us and so changing with our community of where not that many folks live downtown. There weren't that many restaurants downtown. That's so and, true. Yeah. And how downtown's evolved with us. And so, you know, I think one of the stats we've looked at is there's there's been a twenty percent increase in addresses within a half a mile of the ballpark in the last ten years. And so That's what insane. used to be not that many people living in our footprint around the ballpark, you know, the ballpark was built and that changed. You know, apartment complexes near us and people moving in in our footprint and you know, not to mention you know on the innovation quarter on the other side of downtown but just within walkability of our ballpark how it's changed and, and how do we embrace that and 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 be a great neighbor yeah uh, to all those new neighbors that we have and and you know cj has been with the dash or he was with the dash all the way back in 2009 so he has much more perspective on this than i do but um you know when i moved to winston-salem that was back in 2015. I, I didn't know anything about the city. But one thing I learned in terms of working with the Dash and, and being with the team is is just how much baseball is ultimately embedded in this town because it's been here for so long. Yeah. And the history is amazing. And, it, and even 
by the days and, and the longer I've been in this job, it, it amazes me how much history is here. Uh, we just had the, the World Series ended, and I learned something this past year that Davey Martinez, the manager of the, the World Series champion, Washington Nationals, he played for uh, Winston-Salem back in, I think it was 1985. So oh, that's, wow. something, you know, that's something recently I learned. And, and, and you talk to people that have been in Winston-Salem for a long time, they remember going to the Warthogs games, oh, yeah. the Spirits games, and, and even before that. And it's been cool just in my time here to see the, the city change as much as it has uh, in, in terms of how much downtown has been revitalized and, and how, in some ways, young it's gotten. But mm-hmm. the fact that people still come out and that mixes in, like that vibrant youngness is mixed in with the thing that's kind of always made this town what it is, one of these staples that dates back to the early part of last century. So mm-hmm. uh, that, to me, it, it just in my own experience, is what makes this special. And, and to CJ's point about the 10 years, I, you always are going to have to change with that. But what's neat about Winston-Salem, I think, is that this has been a part of this community for so long. So yeah. pe- you know, people that are really from this area, they know, yeah, baseball's been in Winston-Salem for Forever. For generations and <laughs> generations, and there's a rich history and, you know, one that will continue hopefully for a very, very long time. Yeah. Well, we, we love the Winston-Salem Dash for sure. So if you want to um, keep up with them, of course, they're all on social media, Instagram, Facebook, um, their website, of course. The 2020 season will kick off in April. And as always, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook as well. We are at Forsyth Mags. And thank you guys for coming on. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Yeah. All right, guys, that's it. The views and opinions stated on this podcast are solely those of the contributors and not necessarily those of our distributors or hosting companies. This podcast is copyrighted and cannot be reproduced without expressed written consent of Forsyth Magazines Incorporated. Ooh, that's a mouthful.